So we are so excited. We are the Homeworkies podcast and we are here. We have, thank you for, for being a friend. We are here to talk about the Golden Girls and, uh, and I'm Rachel. Amber's here. Hello, everybody. <laughs> yes. And we have a special guest today. One of my friends, uh, <laughs> Larry from LC Screen Talk, a huge, a huge Golden Girls fan is here to help us help us talk about this great show. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you all for having me on. <laughs> yeah, thank you for coming on the show. And, and uh, so why don't you tell us, introduce yourself and, uh, and uh, tell us a little about what you do on your channel and all that fun stuff. Yeah, so as Rachel said, my name is Larry, and I have a little YouTube channel that's called LC Screen Talk, in which I mostly review films, but I also like to throw in some kind of creative stuff every now and then, list rankings, the whole jazz, but also like little lip sync videos and stuff. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a huge repertoire with TV, but one TV show I have certainly seen every single episode to multiple times is The Golden Girls. So I was very excited when Rachel asked me to be a part of this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You even have. You might want to show off your uh, to our uh, video listeners. <laughs> show off your, uh, your what you've got behind you there. Yeah. So this was a commission I got at a Comic Con here in Denver. Um, so you know, while everybody else is running around scouring for Batman, apparently I'm looking for <laughs> the Golden girls um and then of course i have the funko pops of our four ladies so i also have the blu-rays or dvds down here for the series as well which you can see behind rachel those ones yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um all right so i <laughs> i like we did with some of the other shows we talked about well let's kind of uh go through kind of our experience with the show and what we, you know, what we like about it, what brings, what, what is good about it. And then we'll dive into kind of uh, the characters and the stories and things like that that we like. So uh, I will start. And uh, so I, uh, I, I, we didn't have TV. We, all, we had TV like off and on, you know, uh, growing up. So I didn't really under, I didn't, I wasn't really a fan of Golden Girls when it was on. Uh, and it was definitely probably too body <laughs> for my mom's taste for sure. Um, but uh, but anyway, I I was just looking for there was like a, an era where I got really into TV on DVD. Uh, like I don't know, it was five years ago or something like that. And so I would just I, they was a, a really good deal on Amazon. So I was like, I'm gonna buy the whole series. I'm just gonna watch all the Golden Girls. And so I watched all the Golden Girls, and I was like, I love this show. It's so funny. And uh, I, I just really loved the characters. And the thing that I really like about Golden Girls is that it was weird. When I was making up my top ten list of episodes, almost all of them were actually not that funny. We're more, like, serious. But they, 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 they tackled a lot of pretty tough stuff and were pretty brave um, but they never lost the joke and, uh, and they, it was always, it was never heavy handed. It was never preachy. It was just like, these are the characters. This is what they're going through. And I don't know if maybe I related to it because I'm 37 and single and I can see myself and I, in, in, in my good fantasy. Sometimes I think hopefully I'll be able to find four friends to live with. Who knows? But, uh, but I don't know. So I kind of relate to some of their situations and things and, it's just good writing, good acting, 
it's funny and it it's they're pretty brave so that's why i like it so what about you larry why do you like the show yeah so i also didn't see it during its original run um mine is mostly because I wasn't alive yet for a good portion of, of the original run, um, but I actually was raised by my grandma, and we took care of my very elderly great-grandmother for a good portion of my growing up experience, so I've always had just kind of a connection with strong women my whole life. I think I kind of attribute it to being raised by a lot of really amazing women, um, and, of course, my grandmother did really like the Golden Girls. So I grew up on, like, the Nanny, the Golden Girls, oh. stuff like the Ro Roseanne. All of the, the sitcoms with strong women in the lead seemed to be the ones I gravitated toward most. And then as I grew up and continued to just kind of rewatch old episodes of Golden Girls, and it was one of the rerun shows that I would always stop and watch, I, I too, realized, wow, this show really really tackled some important and heavy stuff for its time right off the bat from the concept of four single uh, elderly ladies just living their life doing their thing day in and not having to apologize for it or feel any kind of way so i just i think it was such a progressive wonderful show and yeah it's hilarious blanche i mean not blanche dorothy is is like my spirit person so instead of a spirit animal she's like my spirit person sarcastic like funny fun but also single forever so <laughs> <laughs> so that answers which golden girl you are yes it's yeah. dorothy it's dorothy and now I'm so excited to know that you watched The Nanny. Expect <laughs> yes. a future podcast. Watch out. Rachel's uh -oh. favorite show. I love The Nanny so much. All right. So, Amber, what about you? First, real quick. So, Larry is Dorothy. Rachel, who are you? Well, I mean, <laughs> I was going to say Dorothy, but like, uh, but... We can't all be Dorothy, right? Well, I'm not going to be Dorothy, so that's fine. <laughs> I don't want to be Rose, because Rose is so dumb. <laughs> you do come, well, I, Salt Lake isn't a small town. <laughs> you do come from a smaller place. Yeah, yeah, Rachel, you come from Chesapeake Shore. That's not a big place. Yeah, because I actually don't come from Salt Lake. I come from Middletown, oh. Maryland, and, and tiny little town. Uh, Sounds like St. Olaf to me. <laughs> Okay. Well, I do like to tell stories, and I am very nice. So I, I as long as I'm not as dumb as Rose, I can handle it. I can handle being Rose. He's the funniest one, I think. Person, talk about it coming up. But she gets most of the good laughs, in my opinion. So, uh, what about you, Amber? I'm obviously Sophia. Like for real. I'm just like super grouchy and just like mean so <laughs> girl i'm sophia yeah. <laughs> none of us i thought you might be blanche uh larry i just because i don't know she's just so confident and uh, <laughs> i wish that's that's like the facade see that's why i relate to dorothy she puts on the like mean face but really inside she's talking about her turtleneck and all this other crazy hard uh, turkey neck and all this other crazy <laughs> stuff so Girls, uh, one of the most iconic things about the show is cheesecake. I'm just kidding. One of the most iconic things about the show is actually the theme song 
to the show. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party, invited everyone you knew, you would see the biggest gift would be from me and the was written by recorded by Cynthia Fee and uh and she is a singer known for working on uh, with Kenny Rogers kind of a country singer I guess and uh it's just such a great way to welcome you into the show and uh I don't know what do you think about this theme Larry I I mean I guess I just love it. Uh, <laughs> it again and so it's one of those at least for me and I I always wonder is it just because I love the show or if you were to ask like a hundred people on the street what is this a theme to I feel like I I still feel like a lot of people would would know they would definitely pass like the the fifty percent tile um, but just feels like an iconic TV show theme song like yeah. it's just one of those that is instantly recognizable to the show that it's with. It catches that spirit of what the show is all about. Um, so like you said, it's just a great introduction into what it is you're about to watch. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's so, it's just, it's such a, it's it's so thematic too, because it's about these friends. So thank you for being a friend. It <laughs> works perfect. Uh, I don't know, Amber, would you agree this is one of the best themes? Well, we, didn't we talk about, we Rachel and I were briefly talking about it. Rachel and I are always like IMing each other like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. But so we were talking about it and I was like, Rachel, is there even another theme song that is even as close to as good? And Rachel was like, Fresh Prince. And I was like, mm, it's too long. Like it's catchy, but it's not, it's not as perfect as a theme song for a TV show because it's too yeah. long. Yeah. Um, and then the we, we were really going do. through other things. And yeah. I, can, I mean, Larry, can you think of anything? Um, the only one I can really think is the Friends theme. Song. Yeah. yeah. That one's pretty good, too. Yeah. But it is long. It is long. Uh, did you ever see, like, uh, there's a few episodes for the Golden Girls, and I think some, I don't know why sitcoms randomly do this. Where they play, like, an elongated version, so it's a little bit longer. Than, no. Like, that clip. Um, I know there's, there's only a couple where they do that on this one, but, yeah, it's like, oh. There's a, there's a whole nother like random verse to this. The, um, according to Wik the Wikipedia page for the song, which I'm on right now, um, it is four minutes and 41 seconds yeah. long if you listen to the full <laughs> long version. Like, nice. maybe we should play that and dance to it for that long. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I remember we thought, I do love the um, theme song to Mary Tyler Moore show. That would be my other one. Uh, you're gonna make it after all. And they're throwing the hat in the air and everything is pretty, pretty fun. Uh, but uh, this is definitely one of the best for sure. Uh, so, all right, so let's talk about our girls. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so we have uh, Dorothy played by B. Arthur. And so what's one of the things that's interesting is that uh, her, uh, Estelle Getty played her mother, and she's actually a year older than 
the Arthur is actually a year older than Estelle Getty. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of funny. And I think Estelle Getty was the youngest, wasn't she, of the four? Ooh. I'm a fielding. So, Larry, how would you describe Dorothy as a character? Dorothy um, is kind of again she's she's also pretty grumpy uh Sophia and Dorothy like mother like daughter in many ways um but she's very sarcastic um she's she seems to be mostly the serious one kind of the the straight man to the other three's antics but since her her brand of comedy is so sarcasm heavy that's where she gets her jokes in is as they're playing and doing crazy stuff she uses her straight man role to like throw in those little zingers and get her own ridiculous things um actually and i said forever single in my thing but in the final episode she does get married and leave yeah. so i mean that was not an accurate depiction of dorothy a dashing um, leslie nielsen i mean yes i mean so for the person who was like perpetually the one made fun of and always gonna be single and can't yeah. get a date she's the only one who ends up get like staying ma- or being married i guess yeah. at the end of the series um but Obviously, she's a very helpful, smart woman, very into education, maybe thinks she's smarter than she actually is sometimes. Um, but yeah, that's how I would kind of go with it. Yeah, and they get a lot of laughter out of her in comparison to Rose. Oh, yeah. Because Rose is definitely <laughs> a simple-minded yes. person. It drives Dorothy crazy. She's like definitely the most like real-world type of yeah like level-headed she's the most usually the most level-headed at least again on the outside she presents that air of confidence and then every now and then you see it crack and her like freak out but yeah and she works for most of the series as like a substitute teacher uh in there so uh and and her whole backstory she has probably well no they all actually do develop their backstories Mm -hmm. pretty well but she her backstory is that she basically got married out of high school because she was pregnant to Stan, who's a recurring character, and uh, and who ends up leaving her for uh, a twenty-year-old flight attendant uh, and um, regretting it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so she's yeah, she's just kind of she's a realist. She's kind of bitter. She's kind of funny. Um, I don't know, Amber. Do you like anything about Dorothy? <laughs> what? That's- <laughs> weirdest way to phrase that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sarah, what do you know? I know oh, you why? hate everything about this show and you hate Dorothy super bad, but do you like anything about her? Like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, I was just trying to involve you. I know, it's just phrasing. But no, yeah, um, I like Dorothy. She's really funny. Um, like you said, she's often like the, the straight man and she, she really sets up the jokes. She does sometimes get her zingers in, but she's really you know the the establishing of all of the the jokes and you need to have that kind of a character in order for anything for the jokes to play so she's she's great she often will set up like sophia for like the slam dunk she'll be like alley-oop and sophia's like (laughs) (laughs) so i i mean their dynamic is really fun as well and speaking of Dorothy's backstory that we talked about their age before, I do find it funny that they utilize the fact that um, Estelle Getty is younger 
because they do the actual flashbacks for Dorothy. Then they yeah. have a younger woman stand in for her when she's still married to Stan. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a, that's part of why she gets that that extra added backstory. Because they never do flashbacks to younger Rose or Blanche or anyone. She's the only one. Yeah, they did. Uh, they did one episode where Rose, when she decides to move to Florida, and she she like kind of officially has to say goodbye to to, to uh, Charlie. Still, as I say, she's still like her yeah uh betty white self though right right oh right 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 yeah 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 uh and so yeah she's really a fun character she's the character that most people i think sort of either want to be or relate to or whatever and she is constantly made fun of for her lack of dates she never has dates <laughs> mostly by her mother and her mother's always trying to set her up and very funny like with anyone they'll be like a criminal getting arrested <laughs> and we'll be like oh you're available <laughs> or dorothy oh. um so uh, okay so then we have betty white as rose and like uh, i said i think that she's the funniest character betty white is just like the best i mean i love her in Mary, the Mary Tyler Moore show, and couldn't be like a completely different character. When she plays Sue Ann Nevins on Mary Tyler Moore show, Sue Ann Nevins is like, she, she's this happy homemaker on the show, uh, on her show, but in reality, she's like super like uh, duplicitous and super just like, I don't know, hilarious. And uh, so she says everything, she's kind of like a, an umbrage type, but, on, but in, not in fantasy. And um, she's great and I uh, get so many laughs and I, uh, and in here, it's just so funny to see her in like a completely different role. And evidently they originally wanted her to play Blanche, but because, uh, because, um, oh my gosh, Rue McClanahan, Rue McClanahan had, uh, I guess played uh, a similar kind of dumb character on mom's family. And so they thought, that she would be an on mod, I think. But uh, but anyway, so they thought that that's what they were thinking, and then it ended up, you know, it ended up getting switched, which is uh, to the blessing of all of us. And, and uh, she's so funny as far as her her stories about Saint Olaf and like just these crazy, like ridiculous, like traditions that they supposedly have there with like <laughs> that are so funny and. Uh, yeah, it, and you know she has. Uh, she's definitely just just so like simple minded and has the most like doesn't doesn't understand sarcasm at all, which makes her so funny. And uh, I don't know. What do you think about uh, about Rose, uh, Larry? Yeah, Rose is great. She's obviously the naive one of yeah. the group. Uh, <laughs> I I always found it fun. They they used it very sparingly, which I think made it really effective. When she would kind of throw shade in there, like it would be out of nowhere, she would just kind of like slide in this like kind of shady little comment. Um, but overall, yeah, her laughs don't she's one of the few Blanche goes in and out of it um that doesn't really have the laughs based off of any sort of sarcasm or or kind of slamming other people type of deal her laughs mostly come from herself um but she's definitely a fun character she has so much heart um 
She's probably the most genuinely good of the characters. Uh, she actually has several plot lines throughout the series about her winning like volunteer awards or Good Samaritan awards. <laughs> She's always up for some award, like the St. Olaf Citizen Award or something like that. Um, yeah. yeah, Rose is just such a, a fun, iconic character for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, to get into my favorite episodes, but one of the ones I love is called All Bets Are Off, mm-hmm. where uh, Dorothy has this gambling problem, and there's a moment in there where Dorothy thinks that she is, that Rose is being naive to give her this money for her gambling problem, and she's like, don't give it to me, why are you giving it to me, and, and, and Rose says something to the effect of, because you're my friend, and I, I, I want you to not ask this. I want you to, and I don't know, there's just, it's just a really poignant, sweet moment where Dorothy realizes she, she's not being naive, (laughs) like that Rose knows what's going on here, but uh, she's just hoping that Dorothy will do the right thing kind of a thing. And uh, so there are, there's a lot of heart with her character for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and like you guys said, she's oftentimes like, she's she she's the joke a lot of the times, but like, uh, I mean, she because she she's kind of absurd, but the in the best way possible. Um, so I just really yeah, she's just like a sweet, nice, simple person, but every once in a while she can she can jab you good, especially Blanche with all of her all of her, uh, you know shaming of Blanche. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about Blanche, Rue McClanahan. Uh, so she does get a ton of laughs. And of course, like, uh, Blanche is very, like, empowered, I guess you might say, as far as her sexuality, as far as her dating life. Uh, she's very confident, at least most of the time. She has a few moments. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I think we all want to be as confident as Blanche, right, Larry? Yes, definitely do. <laughs> um, yeah, Blanche is, she's great, like, just for that reason, is, like I was saying, kind of in the intro about what I just love right off the bat about the Golden Girls, is a little bit personified in Blanche herself, is an empowered woman of a certain age that is just, you know, going to go about her life and do what she's going to do and not care what anybody has to say about it. They can make fun of her all she wants. She's still going to go on her date and tell of her sexual exploits like is Southern tradition. And (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, she's just, she's a lot of fun. And I think that, again, she gets some of the the laughs just purely based on her vanity. Uh, she, She walks into jokes unwillingly and unknowingly um whereas kind of rose leaves the door open for anybody to attack blanche is like completely unexpected again and it's like oh i just walked right into that um but she has some of the best like back and forth sometimes especially i think i like her back and forth with sophia a lot when they start getting into it with each other um i think those are really fun Mm -hmm. there's a great episode where uh sophia is decided she's gonna uh she's gonna move out or get married i can't remember she's gonna leave and all the uh all the uh all, all the um uh, the women each basically tell Dorothy, I'm so going to miss my nighttime chats with Sophia. <laughs> and she's like, what? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what am I going to do without my nighttime chats? Jordan's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, nighttime chats. But, uh, but yeah, and, and I particularly remember Blanche in that one just being so discouraged that Sophia was moving out. <laughs> but, which is funny because Sophia is like the quickest to be like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, call her a walking mattress. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Rue McClanahan, you know, it's interesting because B. Arthur um struggled with the show more than the other women she really wanted to be off the show but they were able to kind of convince her to do two more seasons um and uh but Rue McClanahan I think was probably the one that embraced the show the most I mean she kept every single one of her outfits uh that <laughs> and uh and uh, just I don't know just seemed to really just love love the show so I uh, do you aspire to be Blanche, uh, Amber? Honestly, no. Because <laughs> I am so comfortable as being Sophia. Like, you guys are like, Blanche is super confident. But I'm like, uh, Sophia is also super confident. Because <laughs> Sophia don't give no Fs. Like, <laughs> so, so really, like, I'm super Blanche. I mean, I'm super Sophia. And I'm fine with that. But, um, so, but Blanche is really funny. She, I like, I, you guys were saying how you like when, you know, the Sophia and Blanche stuff, but I really love, I really love the Blanche and Rose stuff where they, where Rose is just like, oh, well, you're a trollop, <laughs> but like in such a nice, sweet way. And like Blanche is always like, how dare you? But it's just like so fabulous. But I, yeah, so I mean, she's, they're all so funny. They really are. I also love the way that every time Blanche talks about her first, it's like a different story. Yes, 100%. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So let's talk about Sophia. Mama Sophia. Okay. Uh, yeah. So she uh, is just this like Italian mama. She's, she is uh, very opinionated, especially with Dorothy. Uh, and uh, she is very funny. And I don't know, just the... I, I think it would be very stressful living with your mother. I mean, my mother's amazing. So the fault would be all mine, not hers. But uh, but I just think it would be somewhat stressful to be living with your mother. Uh, but uh, and you get some of that dynamic here between, uh, between uh, Sophia and Dorothy, I think. Yeah, Sophia is hilarious. Like, just this little firecracker off in her chair, um, throwing out one-liners, listening in on everybody else's conversation, like, waiting for that chance to pounce at any... <laughs> anybody leaves just, like, the slightest of gap in their conversation, and she's, like, in there and on it. Um, but that's what makes her so great. She's so quick, so, like, sharp and fast-witted. Um, I also love just her relationship with food. Food is like a big thing in the show in general as we we go into things like cheesecake, but <laughs> Sophia has a whole different relationship with food. She has so many plot lines and storylines that kind of revolve around food, like making her own sauce and so much pride in that Italian food. I love her stories about Sicily, the picture at Sicily 1918 and all of those crazy, <laughs> ridiculous stories that she tells um which are like 50 percent of the time not even true at all um, 
and I um I love when we get a little bit of backstory with her too when we get like the ex-fiance or the the man who left her and left her brokenhearted or her sister when she comes into town um she has a lot of really fun moments yeah yeah there's definitely a big food theme in the show there even unfortunately i just found out it's closed but there even was a golden girls cafe that opened in new york city can't believe it closed um but uh but uh yeah that had all different kinds of cheesecake and they i read in the things that they ate over a hundred they cheesecake over a hundred times on the show (laughs) i believe it (laughs) (laughs) and uh, i guess b arthur maybe this is why she was got grumpy about the show because evidently she didn't like cheesecake See, another reason I'm like with right there with with Dorothy. I'm not a big fan of cheesecake myself. Oh, yeah. Amber, what about you? I love cheesecake. What's your your favorite kind? Um, Oh, okay. So (laughs) this is going to be so shameful. So the other day, my friends and I went to the Cheesecake Factory, and I was like, I don't know what I want. And I usually always just get the Godiva chocolate cheesecake because it's amazing. But they have this thing called the 30th anniversary cheesecake. And it's like chocolate cheesecake, regular cheesecake with like fudge and like cake. And like it is, it's insane. And guess which one I got? Both. I got both. <laughs> and I can't decide which one's my favorite. But it was, it's a real good time, you guys. That is funny. Yeah, I mean, for the calories, sometimes I'm like, I'd rather have something else other than cheesecake. But if I'm just going on pure taste, I think it's delicious. Um, but uh, I think I like just just your cheesecake. My mom makes a really good cheesecake. Uh, and um, uh, she puts, like, nuts in the crust graham cracker crust it's really good and um some like orange and lemon rind and stuff that makes it yummy um but uh but yeah or some like strawberries on top that's delicious so (laughs) when we have cooking with the hallmarkies we'll we'll maybe bust out our cheesecake recipes but um again you're you're vegan aren't you larry no just a vegetarian oh just vegetarian okay so you don't have that excuse. You just no, want to just, <laughs> just thought of it. <laughs> okay. You're just All like, right. I'm full on Dorothy. And <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk about some of uh, Larry and I came up with some of our favorite episodes. Uh, so the first one that I wanted to talk about is one called Scared Straight. And this uh, episode. Uh, is about Blanche's brother. This is from season four, episode nine. Blanche's brother comes into town and she's like ready to like set him up on dates and stuff. And she finds out that he's gay. And uh, I think that this was, and she struggles. She struggles with it. Not, not because really she has any problem with someone being gay, but just because of the social stigma and things like that is what she has a problem with. She, she kind of just wants him to like, hide it, you know, whatever. And I just think that the show handles it so well. It's so relatable, especially for that time period. And I, and I think that Rue McClanahan is really good here. And um, I don't know. It's just the kind of thing that they, they, it's still funny, but they are able to, to be brave and talk about these things in a really like relatable way, I think. 
Yeah, that actually, funny enough, was on my list. I made kind of lists about my favorites and kind of the standout moments socially that the Golden Girls did. And this, yeah. of course, is on both lists. Um, and of course, it's it's really funny because she sets him up with Rose and then yeah. she, she ends up getting mad. Like once they start, like she thinks they're hitting it off, she actually starts getting mad. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. And then, then we get the actual answer. But I completely agree. I actually think especially when it comes to the issues they bring up of race and of, of course this issue blanche is a good person because of just her upbringing just and, yeah. and his as well because she is from the south and she is all about that southern tradition and as you said like social status um but i think i think like you said they did it really relatable about somebody who seemingly is so free and obviously sexually herself she is very open and free about it but when it starts hitting close to home it it becomes different and you you end up reacting to it different but then you love the person so you end up coming back around and I do like that they had him come back in a later episode and she still is kind of like oh yeah uh (laughs) I still process this thing this whole all of it but yeah, yeah I, I really enjoy that episode too. We have another one that I love. It's called Not Another Monday. This is another deep one. Let's say uh, the ones that st- stood out to me. And this is one where Sophia's friend has decided she wants to end her life. And, uh, and she comes to Sophia and she says like, I want you to be there with me. I want you to help me, whatever. And it's just, a, it's just, it's very emotional. It's very, uh, she struggles with the decision of what she's going to do. Is she going to, because she's appalled that her friend wants to do this, but she doesn't want her friend to be alone, but, and they're able to spoiler alert, talk her out of it. But I don't know. It's just, it's just a really touching, well acted, uh, sequence. So, uh, episode. Yeah. This was another one that I had on my like important issues one. I don't know that I, I consider it one of my favorites just cause I, it's, there's so many that you're like, yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. my big favorites, but it's definitely one that brings to light, obviously any sort of suicide issues. Um, but I also think it brings to light elderly depression and um, just kind of the chronic illnesses and how that starts to weigh on you and, you know, getting old. And if you're by yourself, what what does that look like for people? And this is a real problem that really we don't we don't really talk about elderly yeah. depression in the mainstream, and um, it can really affect people harshly. Um, but uh, agree, I completely agree. Seeing Sophia going through the processes because she herself is elderly, she's known this woman for years. She at a certain point understands the struggle the woman is going through but being such a spitfire and full of life herself knows that she 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 doesn't want her friend to go through with it but as you said struggles with well will I feel terrible if I just let her die alone and let her do this by herself will I feel more terrible if I'm holding her hand and feel it as as she dies Mm -hmm. um but it, it is a very, one of the most, I would say, actually impactful and deep episodes I think the, the series had. My next favorite one is actually from season one, and it's called The Flu. And it is where the three girls all get sick right before an award ceremony. They're all trying to get better, trying to <laughs> get to this award where I believe that they're all up for the, the same award. Mm-hmm. And 
of course, having them in competition, but also stuck together on this couch, sick and kind of grumpy. Um, just it, it made for what I think is one of the funniest episodes ever. Um, so yeah, I just I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it's on my list as well because I was like, man, I have so many sad ones. <laughs> this one is a really funny one. <laughs> Yeah. And who knows? Yes, it's also on my list yeah. as well. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really funny. Uh, I it was kind of I don't know, really funny having Sophia be the only one like walking around and healthy because yeah. it's just such a change from her just being like, ah, I'm dying, I'm the worst, I'm old, and then <laughs> everyone else is just there, and she's like, Hey, you you better go to this thing, and they're all also trying to make sure that they have dates to this <laughs> special banquet yeah. so there's that funny part where Sophia's like I gotta find the best date ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah who knew there were so many awards in Miami like the Miami area like they yeah. give out more awards that these women can go to or, or parade <laughs> or things like that like the show gets very creative at coming up with reasons for them to find dates or reasons for them to yeah. Definitely. I actually love um, when Sophie is kind of the, the odd one out from the group a little bit. Um, another episode that I love is when they all get, I don't, I don't remember if I had it on my list, but when they all get caught for prostitution in the bar. Oh, yeah. um, so they're all going to see Britt Reynolds, but at the beginning of the episode, they tell Sophia she's not, she can't come. They only have three tickets. <laughs> Sorry, you have to stay behind. Um, <laughs> And then there's a big prostitution bust. Um, and of course, Sophia enters with a big singer. Like, of course, I know you're not prostitutes. It's these idiots who that thought you could be prostitutes. <laughs> um, but it's, it's just great because then she like steals their tickets and goes and sees Burt Reynolds and <laughs> has like this great time while they're sitting in jail. Um, but I think that actually is one of the, makes for one of the funnest like little dynamics when those three either try to leave Sophia out and it comes back to bite them or she's like the one that's just like oh yeah I'm old but I'm yeah. still I'm the oldest and I'm gonna still do it <laughs> what I love is when she decides to take in borders <laughs> Blanche's house <laughs> and uh, I don't know that whole because she wants to earn money for a tv that one's really funny um I also love one called the artist <laughs> and that's uh season three episode 13 where they all, there's this artist in town who uh, wants somebody to sculpt and basically like pose, pose nude for him to sculpt. sculpt and uh, they all end up posing for him and they all think that the, the uh, statue is going to be about them. And they're all, so there becomes this sort of rivalry between them. And it's really funny. And of course, Sophia at the end, uh, it ends up being the one and that's, it's funny. So yeah, she's really, really, really good. Um, but, and there are some episodes where Rose ends up being a more serious character. There are a few. And the best one I think is called 72 hours. And this was a pretty brave episode considering the time. Um, and it's season five, episode 19, uh, Rose, uh, gets a letter saying that they're testing. They need to have everybody who received a blood transfusion from this time period has to come in because there's been an AIDS scare. They're testing everyone for HIV and she has to come in and then wait 72 hours to see if she has HIV, which was like a huge, you know, nightmare back then. And, um, 
Uh, and anyway, so that one's a very heartfelt, very emotional episode. I don't know what does yeah. it mean, these emotional <laughs> episodes, but those are the ones that I remember the most. Yeah. Um, and Betty White's so good in that one. Yeah, this is one that I, again, didn't have necessarily on my favorites list, but was on the important uh, topics list. Because what a, what a thing to explore right amidst while it's going on. Like now, of course, we have things exploring the HIV and AIDS scare of the 80s. But to do it then was, was unheard of, really. Mm-hmm. And then I think what a moment that really stuck out to me was kind of Blanche, actually, at the end or in the middle of the episode, when Rose is really freaking out and her just like saying, this is not a bad person's disease, Rose. Like right. you're, you're thinking of this wrong. Anybody can get it. You just have to, like, that's not the way. Um, and it's also really impactful with Sophia writing R on the cups and educating people on, this is not how it's transmitted. You can't like, this is not, <laughs> I know everybody's scared. Everybody freaks out, but this is not actually what happens um, and then seeing her take that R cup and drink from it before they find the results. It was all just a very impactful episode as well and a, a great one. Like I said, it brings in education, it brings in social um, norms, tearing those down, um, yeah. tackling something that was scaring the nation. Yeah. What's another one that you had on your list? So for my actual list, I wanted to talk about so for like another funny one that I had on my list had to do with people going after the same thing, which is a common thing in the Golden Girls when you have four single women living together. This one is, yes, we have no Havanas. Mm-hmm. So this is when Blanche and, and Sophia end up dating the same guy. Um, and... <laughs> So they find out that they're both dating this man and try to make an arrangement about I'll go out with him this day, you go out with him that way, that day, and they try to make it work with this gentleman. And of course, it's a disaster and doesn't work at all. But I think this one has some of the best Blanche and Sophia back and forth. I mean, at one point they come to a head and (laughs) Blanche tries to seduce um, the man while Sophia is getting ready for her date, talking about just enough water and uh, to cover her bosom. (laughs) like throws in this anger of like, you're only going to sit in two inches of water. Like, (laughs) and it's just, it's one of the great lines I think of the show. Um, But I just thought that was most of the episodes where they're competing with one another, I think are pretty entertaining. And this is, this is one of my favorite ones. Yeah. That one's really funny. That's a really good one. I also love when Rose plans Blanche's, I mean, Dorothy's party at Miss or ha-has I thought I think that was in another flashback episode where they just did like this random thing so it's like this ridiculous clown running around like making fun of Dorothy's age and her like oh do it one more time Mr. Ha-ha like and it's just so ridiculous and outrageous but I think those are some of the funniest ones as a big Broadway fan too I did love uh, one called Journey to the Center of Attention uh, where uh, Blanche is really upset that Dorothy is like hanging out at her like her bar basically where she likes to hang out there's a guy that plays the piano and uh, Dorothy uh, starts singing and of course B. Arthur is a Broadway veteran uh, and she uh, sings uh, What All I Do by Irving Berlin and it's really lovely really sweet and then of course you get <laughs> Once, once her singing is a hit, then you get Blanche trying to do this like sexy, I forget what the song she, she does, but 
uh, this sexy number and it's just like a total disaster and uh, which is funny because you know you just think that of course Blanche is going to be good at that but she actually is terrible. Oh I like that one I think we both had it mentioned too like the Henny Penny episode where Dorothy has to step in and they all dress up like chickens and research basically chicken little uh golden girls style uh the sky is falling it's just another ridiculous uh scenario where you have these ladies dressed up in these like little hen and rooster outfits uh and they all fit so well yeah for the school yeah Yeah, that one's funny funny. the dancing competition one i forget which what name that is but that one's really funny ridiculous the ridiculous stunt double (laughs) Betty White, where she's like flipping and cartwheeling throughout the dance floor. Yeah. Uh, I particularly loved when Dorothy and Rose like re-enter as Blanche is like yeah. exhaustedly working her way to win. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Oh, so many good times. I love the Golden Girls. It's just it just consistently makes you laugh, and the writing is really good. The writing is the true star, but they also got great acting and. Um, so yeah, so this was so much fun. Thank you for joining us and thank you, Amber, for humoring us so that we could talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it. Yeah, she's our resident golden girl here uh, in the podcast. So uh, that's, all, I, I mean, I'm wearing my outfit. That's, I mean, that's really all I had to do for this, <laughs> just put on an outfit. Just go into the closet. Thank you for putting up with us. We are, I appreciate it. And it, this was a lot of fun for me. And it was so fun to have Larry on the, uh, on the podcast. And uh, so I appreciate it. And so Larry, where can people find you? Yeah, so as I said early on, I am on YouTube. So it's L, like Larry, C, (laughs) as in my last name, Chilson, and then screen, like movie screens, and then talk, because I do a lot of talking, LC Screen Talk. (laughs) Um, And then I'm also LC Screen Talk on Twitter and Instagram. And most of those are all movie, film, pop culture related. Mm-hmm. nice i'll have all that in the description section we'll have that and uh, amber where can people find you as always i'm at amber brainwaves on twitter and that's it great and you can find me at rachel's reviews on itunes and on youtube and i uh, and make sure you're following us on the podcast at uh, hallmarkies pod uh, on itunes youtube and instagram everywhere uh we are uh, we are on all the social media and we post daily. So you definitely want to check that out, but thanks again. And we'll talk to you all, all later. Bye. Thanks for being Bye. my friends. <laughs> <laughs>